In this edition of the Table of Content, Albert and I will talk about the deceptively simple Aesop fable, The Wind and the Sun. Find out who's stronger on this edition of the Table of Content. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us here at the Table of Content. My name is Michael, and I'm joined with uh, my co-host, Albert. Albert, how are you today? Doing pretty good, Michael. Glad to be here. Great. So today we have the joy of talking about that famous Aesop's fable, The Wind and the Sun. And uh, so we've recorded this on our audio theater. You can go check it out and listen to the recording as it's read. and. Then also, um, if you're not familiar with the story, we can probably just jump right into it. It's fairly simple and straightforward. Albert, um, you want to give us a, a, a recap of the story? Sure. And 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 actually, I'm I'm pretty excited because uh, you know we've talked about another Aesop fable before, and mm. uh, you were you were pretty excited about Aesop fables. So I was thinking Michael's really going to be excited <laughs> to talk about another Aesop fable. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, so, really, I mean, Michael's not joking. I mean, this is this, this is a really short story, um, and the we could just let's just cover the whole premise without having to really try to break it up. We have two opposing forces of nature. We have the sun, and we have the wind, and they basically, you know, all right, hey, I'm stronger. No, I'm stronger. All right, well, let's put it to the test. And there's someone walking by. Uh, and basically, they make a bet and say, I will make that guy take his hat and his coat off. Like, All right, well, let's see what you can do. And the sun's like, go ahead, you know, go ahead, wind, have at it. And the wind just pummels the guy, you know, with, you know, cold and uh, bluster and does everything he can. And what ends up happening is the guy hunkers down. He's like, well, I got to hold on to my coat tighter. I got to hold mm. on to my hat tighter. And the wind eventually gives up. And the sun's like, all right, all right, all right, my turn. And the sun comes out and basically just shines in all of its brilliance. And, you know, the sun being, uh, from a scientific uh, explanation, and this is a poor scientific explanation, a huge fiery ball of gas emits <laughs> a ton of heat. So the 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 sun is beating down with all of his heat on this fellow and he's wearing a coat and a hat so the guy's like wow it is too hot so he takes off his coat and his hat and the sun wins you know and then there's this of course with Aesop there's morals and mm. uh the moral here is kindness affects more than severity right so wind sun they make a bet the wind loses the sun wins and we should take away from this that uh, the sun in his kind ways was able to uh, make the man do something. So that was a great episode of the table of content. Thank y'all for tuning in, you know, (laughs) tune in next time. (laughs) Tune in next time. (laughs) That's right. Oh, that was a great uh, summary, Albert. Right. But I understand the, the moral that's uh, to be, to be uh, uh, learned here, you know, um, and that's it. And and what is what is the moral that 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 we should be learning? Well, I mean, 
Right. So, so so let's let's start. Let's start with what Aesop said, right? Aesop sure. says that we should be learning, quote, kindness affects more than severity. All right. So mm. let's let's start there. So this is the third time that I've talked about, you know, wishing that the world would have a little bit more kindness in it mm. and that the world would be a different place if everyone did one act of kindness. And I don't get tired of saying that. You might get, the the, the audience may be tired of me saying it. <laughs> However, I don't get tired of saying it because I believe it. I, yes. I believe it, that that there is a lot more to gain from kindness. I wish I could remember, in college, I bought this really slick poster at this book sale they had on the campus, and mm. it was like some black and white poster and some like, old hand holding some like kid's hand and it was mm. you know real artsy whatever and contemporary and it said it was some chinese proverb about kindness you know like basically mm. the same concept you know kindness is better and mm. you know it's probably been said in multiple ways throughout the centuries throughout the millennia you know kindness is going to get you further than severity right so i believe that Kindness is a great force in the world, and we are lacking in kindness. Yes. So, whenever you know, I didn't get the I didn't get the copyright date on Aesop's writing of this, but whenever this <laughs> was, and this was not last year or five years ago or twenty years ago, whenever this was written or the idea was conceived, the thought of kindness is better was prevalent enough then like we want to believe oh the world must have been a nicer place before and now we have all these sort of terrible things that surround us well the world has been going through a lot of junk for most of its most of mm. its life you know mm -hmm. even even the dinosaurs ha had a rough <laughs> a rough time of things you know right. so yeah the, the world has not known a period of time uh, outside of the short window of time from creation to the point of the fall of man uh, of really not, you know, of not having something where kindness would benefit it, you know? Right. Right. Um, according to the Metropolitan Museum of Art website, the author Aesop was a Greek who lived more or less around the years 620 through 560 BC. So 620 years before Christ. <laughs> so let's say we do the math now, we're in 600 and we're in the year 2021. So basically we're talking about 2,500 to 2,600 years ago, Aesop was trying to tell people, hey, you, yeah. you, you, should, you should be kind. Yes. And, and that's the beauty of an Aesop fable. Again, it's deceptively simple. It's taken from nature, the way things are in nature. And there's a, a lot of use of analogy there. The sun is warm. It's comfortable. The wind is, the, especially the north wind, is cold and harsh and uncomfortable. And so there are those elements um, that come into play. And I, as I was reading this story, uh, I remember seeing a, uh, one of these plaques in uh, this uh, businessman's office or a friend. I, I can't remember uh, clearly what it was, but uh, he, he was like former military and it it had in this plastic said the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, it sort of dovetails nicely with this tale. Like the, the wind is trying to achieve a purpose and 
is just doing its best and that purpose is not being achieved. Why? Because it's resorting to severity, uncomfortableness, or quote unquote, in this sense, the beatings, right? You know, you're all going to, you know, get punished until we achieve our purpose. And that's not a healthy way to go about things. Sure. Um, Whereas the sun radiates its beauty, its warmth, as you were saying, (laughs) so like eloquently, this burning ball of gas, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles away, you know, uh, you know, is, uh, is shining and is able to make the, the person take off its coat. You know, here's a good question. Oh, okay. So we want to say that the sun was going about it in a more gentle way. Right. Mm. Um, but the sun from a physical standpoint is an extremely powerful force right? And mm. all it did was basically get hotter, but it's still an extremely strong force, you oh, know? So, right. but let's, yeah. let, let's, let's go with it, right? Let's, let's go with the stories angles that Aesop was saying that the sun was being kind in the way that he did it. You know, he didn't try oh. to, he, he didn't try to, to beat it off of the guy with, with a, with a ball of fire. He didn't try to shoot oh. it off of the guy, you know? So, but that being said, oh, that 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 being said, you know, I think we sometimes are like, well, I'm I'm being kind, you know. I didn't hit the guy upside the head, you know. You're like, I'm being kind in how I'm trying to, you know, get this out this particular outcome, you know. I was talking right. to so and so, and you know, I didn't manhandle them, I didn't beat them over the head with a stick, you know. I didn't right. I didn't threaten them, you know. You know, I said this, but perhaps though the words that you chose were a little too strong still, you know, people have different Mm -hmm. emotional states and different sensitivities. And one person interprets something differently. Like someone Mm -hmm. else might've been really angry with the sun being like, cause I know Mm -hmm. I live in South Texas. It's really hot down here. Like it's hot. Like Mm -hmm. we're talking, you know, high nineties, most of the summer heat indexes creeping towards 110 so that when it's 90 degrees outside, uh, I feel like it's really cool. You know, that's right. what happens when you climatize. Now, go up north, and there's some people who really love that weather. So when then right. they come down and they experience this heat, or on the rare occasions when it hits a really high 90s day, they're mm. actually really sort of disgruntled. Mm. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, wow, the sun, like, I wish it was cooler. You know, they would right. probably welcome a strong wind that was cool that so they could actually have to put on a coat, you know. Mm-hmm. So the, my, my point being is that sometimes still a great force can still end up sort of having an effect of not being kind, even if that's the intention, you know. So while I appreciate Aesop's sort of simplicity, and yes, and we're all going to end this episode knowing that kindness is the path to follow, but I think that yeah. we need to be careful. I think we need to be careful because we could interpret something as, I was being very kind, and the person on the receiving end, or whatever the thing is that's receiving our quote-unquote kindness, may interpret it completely differently, you know? Mm. So we need to be cautious in not just sort of oversimplify it and just say, hey, you know, you can be like the sun. You can be like a burning ball of gas and go up on people (laughs) and people will be very happy to meet you in person. Like, well, 
you 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 might want to you might want to tone it down a little bit. Right. You're right. That that's a great point that you bring out. The sun is a powerful force, but does not sort of like kill the person with its quote unquote kindness. You know, he just is enough and it's able to be received in a way that affects the outcome, right? Yeah, the sun could have been fierce about doing what it did as well, but and probably could have gotten the same result, but uh but at the same time, yeah, we shouldn't be in our acts of kindness, we should be attentive to how the acts of kindness are being received because that's it's not just the content of what we're trying to do. It's also the way in which we do it, the form and how it's being perceived or how it's being received. Um, you know, another thought came to mind, you know, you attract more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Um, kind of the same, the same type of uh, lesson to be learned. And I, I had a question for you, Albert. It's wondering with those type of temperatures in Texas, have you ever tried to bake cookies in your car? I have been tempted to try to cook <laughs> things on the asphalt, um, which seems yeah. to resemble the extreme heat of a griddle. But mm. no, I have not attempted to bake cookies in my car. <laughs> okay. I was just curious. I, I assume I could just get a roll of Toll House cookie dough and throw it in my van and let it sit there uh, from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. and Minimally, minimally, my van would smell amazing. I was going to say, right? Yeah, like it, it may not really be cooked in a way that it would be safe to eat, but darn it, it would smell amazing. <laughs> That's right. You know, as you were talking as well, I was thinking of talking about acts of kindness being perceived. Um, it just came to mind uh, that scene in uh, Les Miserables where uh, Jean Valjean steals a silver candlestick from the bishop who has offered him hospitality right. for the evening. Right. And then he's caught down the road um, by Javert, I think is the name of the policeman. Well, I, uh, I, I don't think it was, I don't think Javert caught him at that moment. I think it was just okay. the local sort of uh, police. Oh. I forget what the name in Fran- French is like for the local police. There, there's okay. a name for it. Anyways, but go, go on. But anyways, it was that he's, um, the bishop has had an injustice committed against him. He has every right to like just come crashing down on Jean Valjean, uh, Jean Valjean, and instead shows him kindness. He says, "Wait, there's a mistake. You know, you forgot the other one, the matching set. How you know I was offended that you didn't, you know, et cetera, et cetera." And he made it into this big act of kindness, and uh, it rocks Jean Valjean's world, and changes his the the direction of his life and you know and there's a big dramatic scene where he's wrestling with like who am i right uh what am i going to do from this point on and uh and that's many times with our acts of kindness you know the world needs kindness and we'll never ultimately know the effects long-term effects of the kindness that we do or the the, the kind deeds that we do but they're out there, and they stand for something. Right. And the world, the world hopefully will be a little bit better because we do them. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that you um, made the uh, Les Miserables reference only because of the segue to a, a faith point that I wanted to make. Mm. You know, I was talking about 
a great force could still be perceived or could still overdo it and could sort of mess up the act of kindness, right? So yeah. Aesop, Aesop says, you know, the son was being kind. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, there, I was thinking, it's like, well, wait a second. There is, there is a son. There is an S-O-N mm. son that is a great force who won't ever mess up the kindness and the charity uh, of trying to sort of direct us towards a path and a life of of peace and happiness. And of course, yes, for anyone who hasn't caught on yet, I am talking about Jesus Christ. So mm. let's clarify. Mm. So yes. the Father, the Son, great force, great power, you know, the creator of yeah. the universe, the, 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 the Son, the Savior, great power force, in unimaginable love, immeasurable love, mm. great power, great ability, everything that could be endowed to a God, to our God, but never overdoing it, never sort of, right. Right. you know, out, you know, that was, that was, that was really harsh. I feel like mm. that wasn't kind God. No, no, no. Now, you know, Old Testament, New, New Testament. You read some things in there, and there's and there's some there's some tough pills to swallow, but yeah. it's never in a way that should be interpreted as like, wow, that that really wasn't kind. No, 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 no. That was that was some honest truth, which is necessary along our journey, right. and kindness can be you know intertwined with with truth. So that we can sort of uh, journey to the correct point in our lives. Mm. So I, I just was thinking about that. I was saying, yeah, there, there, there is, there is a great force, more powerful than the SUN sun, that mm. will always sort of act in a way that will never be sort of forceful, and will never sort of be sort of too much. You know, we're never going to get our arm twisted behind our back. Right. Right. It, it is true. I, I'm probably going to botch this phrase, but there's something along the lines that it takes true strength to be gentle, right? And, right, right. Uh, and that's what kindness uh, to be. Well, I wonder. That'd be kind of interesting if gentleness is an essential aspect of kindness, right? You know, um, just that sense of not overpowering. And I think you you said that really well. Albert, that God is, uh, he's kind, uh, he's also strong and powerful, but he's kind and gentle in how he goes about that. And it's interesting, you know, we're talking about these Greek <clears throat> authors, you know, in their ideologies and their worldviews, creation was this effect of this cataclysmous you know, Herculean effort on behalf of the gods and the demigods. And then we're striving and then there's creation. And then the Christian worldview is that, no, God just commanded with a word and it was, let there be light, let there be earth, let there be uh, the sea and let there be sea creatures. And he creates effortlessly, you know? And I feel like that's the beautiful aspect of being a Christian is our God doesn't somehow need to prove himself. Well, he's all powerful, so he doesn't need to show effort in that sense. 
You know, I, I, li- I like just the thought, just just the quick note about creation and about how he created man, right? So he sort of mm. breathed life in mm-hmm. into man, you know. It, it, it wasn't, you know, something out of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, you know, like <laughs> making... It's alive! Ma- yeah, it wasn't like that, you know. It wasn't lightning <laughs> crashing overhead and raising up, you know, the, the body to the heavens to be charged. To the, no, it yeah. was just, I'm going to, you know breathe life into man and yeah it was all very peaceful you know yeah right and you know getting a little bit more into that genesis text just with everything else in creation god just commands it let there be this let there be that but then before he creates man or humans he has a little dialogue with himself it's almost like he's relishing what he's about to do he's like well let's make man in our own image you know, the the fact that we have this wonderful capacity to think and to discover, and then we also have this wonderful capacity to make decisions for ourselves, you know, just, and all of that sort of, uh, those activities point to a spiritual, eternal soul. And that's just, it really is amazing. You know, the, um, We've talked a lot about the sun in the story, and we haven't Mm. talked a lot about the actual north wind. Mm. And 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 again, this is this is a fable, uh, and we can take a lot out. We can put a lot in. We can interpret a lot of different ways, Mm. you know. But the you know we, we first want to assume, and I say this based off of the simple thing that you know. What does it say? Um. The wind began to blow as hard as it could upon the traveler, but the harder he blew, the more closely did the traveler wrap his cloak around him, till at last the wind had to give in in despair. Right. So, you know, my introduction to the story was a cartoon that I saw when I was very small, and it was, like, made, like, in Canada. It's, like, a 1970-something animation Mm. of this story. And they and they actually um, there, there's a, there's there's two kind of versions of the story. Uh, so I want to make mm. sure the listeners understand this. So there's like the north wind and the sun, and then there's the wind and the sun. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to kind of research which one is sort of more correct. They're both you know credited to Aesop. Uh, mm. I'll let you all kind of do that. But so the, this cartoon version of the north wind and the sun, the the north wind is made to kind of look like this dark gray sort of beastly character with huge hair made of clouds and Mm. kind of gnarly fingers and bony cheeks. And then the sun is just this pleasant glowing, you know, array of kindness. And so you see the North wind just sort of like blowing and looking really angry and mean. Yeah. So in my head, I have this sort of, you know, angry north wind you know this this Mm. angry wind that just wants to be cold and wants to be blustery and wants to sort of you know just be be the 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 anti-sun you know Mm. but you know in the story that we read here the version that we have to at last the wind had to give in 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 despair Mm. so they actually in this version here the the wind just the wind in our version is sort of given this small ounce of emotional sort of strife. Yeah. You know, not just that, ah, the wind went away angry, 
right. the, the wind crossed his arms, huffed and kicked the ground and, you know, right. and acted like a, like a five-year-old throwing a tantrum. <laughs> the, the wind, the wind gave in in despair, right? So it, it was a bet. And like you said, you noticed how the sun sort of stacked the odds in his favor Mm. And the wind was like, okay, yeah, okay, I'll I'll go with this. And the wind's like, oh, I can't, I can't. Mm. I I I tried, and I thought that I could, but I I just couldn't. And despair mm. sets in for the wind. Mm-hmm. Where where oh. where where do we fit in in the wind? Like where where are we as people in the wind? And I think we see that a lot. Like we're we're convinced that we can do something, and. Mm. And and let's stick with the story. We're convinced that we can do something with with force, right? We're convinced, like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to yeah. do this. I'm going to beat it with a hammer till it goes in, and then it's either going to break, or I'm going to force this person to do what I want them to do, and yeah. they're going to break, or right. or or what what whatever. But what happens most of the time is our heart ends up hurting afterwards. We've ended up breaking yes. ourselves as well because we tried so hard and we were convinced without a doubt. It's like, this is just what I'm going to do and it's going to make everything better. But then what right. happens in the end, we end up finding ourselves in despair because it either didn't work or ended up having terrible consequences. Like we may have made mm-hmm. it happen. Like if mm-hmm. the wind had actually blown the, the coat off, Right. Mm. So the uh, in the cartoon version, in the North Wind and the Sun, they, they really emphasize how cold that it, it is. Right. This is a really yeah. frigid, frigid air. What if the North Wind had blown it off? It had been blowing so hard he had caused the man to hurt himself, or he mm. had caused the man to freeze. He'd end up causing some harm to his life. That wasn't the intention, right? Right. So, you know, we're a lot of times in the wind's position, but we end up wishing that we had been in the sun side and we're like, if if I had just stopped, if I had just breathed, if I had just been kind, this would have been a lot different. Right. And that takes a tremendous amount of character to, well, first of all, to in the moment where you're, one is feeling frustrated or like you're saying, and there's that temptation to severity to, elicit the desired outcome it takes tremendous i think amount of presence of mind and just character formation self-control not to give in to that temptation right like you were saying because theoretically the north wind could have elicited that outcome with extreme severity but then at the same time you're also damaging the person who has a coat on right frostbite etc etc and that's true and that and that's not kindness. Okay, yes, you got the objection, or you've you, you've got the objective accomplished. You achieved the purpose, but at what cost? Right, at emotional damage or whatever, or physical damage. Right, and you know, um, and it's just interesting. You know, I'm thinking in terms of uh, of just acts of kindness in the world. That frustration can come about, I think, one, when we try to do kindness on our own terms and not really uh, are concerned with the true good of the person, or one, not really perceiving their uh, what they truly need at that moment. There's that saying from uh, the famous uh, business uh, 
sales uh, guru, Zig Ziglar. He said, quote, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think that's, you know, that sort of points to that severity is not going to really, um, it's not going to help. It's, yes, you can get limited results, but those results will be limited, impoverished, or at, at great cost. You know, Kindness really does seem to sort of win, and hopefully, hopefully we can somehow come to that realization where, you know, and if if you've been a north wind, it it it's okay. I'm trying, mm. I'm talking to everyone out there. If you've been a north wind, if you've been blustery, if you have tried to force you know something off, okay. I'm not I'm not you know I'm not coming down on you. But my point is, I would just hope that we can all see that the kindness and being a little bit more like the sun, you know, mm. and gently warming up uh, can can do a lot more. And have a lot more impact. Right, right. You know, but the idea is, right, the person has to feel uh, that they're loved. And going back before we started talking about the, the North Wind, just as sort of to put a close on the uh, talking about the sun and, and talking about God, that's really the root of all act of kindness and the supreme motivation for all act of kindness. If we could just see each other as uh, creatures of the same God as sons and daughters that God himself loves and identifies with, then that should be motivation and strength for us to overcome any type of whatever emotional obstacles that we experience towards loving uh, each person that we come into contact with. You know, it's the fact that, hey, we are all essentially good. Yeah, like you were saying, we have our moments, but each person is worthy of being loved. Why? Because God loved them into existence. You know, but I guess uh, if you want to talk about culture and transforming culture, then you know that that becomes a little bit more of a challenge. How do we do that? How do we how do we create a culture, a society where people actually like love each other because they see each other as lovable and worthwhile in God's eyes? And, and 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 that's and that's a big that's a big challenge for for the world to sure. see every person as a child as a creation as a miracle of God mm. and to treat them and to treat them so because I think we're filled in a world right now where people treat a lot of people really terribly because of their beliefs, uh, their political affiliations, their, yeah. who, who they identify as, you know, and, and take all that away. Whether, whether there's some moral issues with, uh, yeah. with, take all that away, the person is still a human, the person is still a child of God, and if we all saw everyone that way, this is a yeah. human being who deserves deserves to be loved treated with respect treated with kindness again a a different world a much different world than what we experience right now if we all saw every single person around us as a human being who 
deserves to be treated well. Right. Right. I'm going to paraphrase and it's out of context. I wish I had the reference, but I think uh, Pope John Paul II mentioned that one point. He says the solution to Western, the vast majority of Western cultures problems is going to be a re emphasis of the value of the human person. And conversely, the source of Western culture's uh, problems and the true battle will be uh, the dignity of the human person, you know, or the, the stripping away of the dignity of the human person. And like you were saying, we see that all over the place. And maybe that's, that's a conversation that's going beyond the scope of kindness, uh, the sun and the north wind. But, you know, it's true. If we don't, we don't show kindness to things that, or people that we don't value, right? And if we don't value them, then why show them kindness or respect? Right? So there, that kindness and respect has to be rooted in sort of a deeper love. Yeah, well, I think, uh, would you like to wrap it up, Albert? Sure, sure. I, I, li- I like Aesop. I think Aesop's mm. good because, I mean, how short was, how short is this, you know, but there's so much really to sort of pull out of Aesop. And I, you know, I'd be willing to bet that Aesop knew that. Aesop's like, yeah. I, I don't got to say much. I, I just have to, I have to choose the right words. And then mm-hmm. people can talk about this and write dissertations and theses on, you know, or thesis. What, what is it? Is it theses or thesis? What, what, what is it? You, you, you would know as a professor. A thesis would be plural, like more than one, and then thesis would be just one. Okay, so theses, right? So, you know, people writing theses on this sort of stuff, I'm sure, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, book clubs and conversations, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. de- dedicated to Aesop's fables because there's so much more going on inside. So I, I, I appreciate it and uh, always good to sort of see what he has uh, going on in his writings. Yes. Isn't that interesting how he's this ancient Greek philosopher or Greek, not philosopher, Greek storyteller, 600 years before Christ and still sparking debate and uh, conversation today. It's, uh, it's a testimony to the greatness of his storytelling. But, uh, but thank you. I really appreciate you uh, being on the show today. And so if you haven't listen to our production of this, go to waobaudiotheater.org. Listen to it there. And also go out there and be kind. Go and, and do acts of kindness. Yes, please, please, please. Acts of kindness. The world will be better for it. So thanks for joining us today and we'll see you the next time. 